Welcome in, coming to you from the Concurrent Media Studio in the heart of Citrus County. However you're making this part of your day, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, through the Concurrent mobile app or website, I am sure glad you're joining. Merry belated Christmas and a happy, happy upcoming new year. I hope you had as great of a holiday as I did. It wasn't perfect. We had some family members with COVID, some get into car accidents, some who were traveling around the time that the winter storm hit, but everyone, thankfully, is doing better and getting where they need to, which in itself is a Christmas miracle, better than anything that was under the tree. You may have noticed the concurrent has been a little quiet lately. I never posted the last column to Facebook. Uh, and I took Christmas off. This is because there is changes coming to the concurrent, which is going to be our topic today. If you don't make it to the end of the show today, maybe you're listening in the car and get to where you're going, or you finish a chore early and you shut me off, or maybe my singing just had you take it off right there. Uh, Let me start by wishing you a happy new year and thanking you for all the support in 2022. I mean that. Uh, To begin telling you what changes are coming, we have to first start in Long Island, New York, former home of Chronicle publisher Emeritus Jerry Mulligan and current home of Congressman-elect George Santos. The 34-year-old who will take office next year was the first openly gay Republican non-incumbent to be elected to the U.S. House. More on that in a second. Uh, Because he's taken a lot of heat during this winter storm for a host of reasons. Santos recently retracted several parts of his personal information that he campaigned on, including that he worked for the investment firm giant Goldman Sachs and that he graduated from college. Neither of these turned out to be true. He worked for a much smaller company that did business with Goldman, and he attended but never graduated with a degree from college. Okay, so he exaggerated on his resume. Mine says I'm proficient in Microsoft Excel and no Photoshop. But of course, it doesn't end there. He also had to back up claims that he was Jewish by stating that he was in fact Catholic but one of his grandmothers was Jewish. His explanation for the error was beyond fantastic for grammar nerds like me and probably you. He said that he forgot a hyphen in his website copy, so instead of saying he was Jewish, it should have said that he was Jew-ish. Jew-ish. Seriously, that was his excuse. And if he's willing to lie about his religion, some are now, probably rightfully so, calling into question his sexual orientation. Up until 2017, Santos was a heterosexually married man, and in the span of three years, he got divorced, married a man, and then ran unsuccessfully for Congress in 2020 before winning the next time around, just another reason to blame Joe Biden. There are two things about this story that helps set up the changes that are coming to the concurrent. The first is a quote from Santos buried near the end of a New York Post story on the matter, which I think sums up the media industry as a whole, but now bleeds over into politics as well. When he was asked if he was going to resign, 
since he lied about pretty much everything, Santos said absolutely not, leading with, quote, I'm not a criminal, end quote, which is not exactly what I would go with as it's strikingly reminiscent of disgraced President Richard Nixon's I'm not a crook shortly before it came out that he was a crook. But Santos also said this, and I want you to really chew on this. He said, quote, I campaigned talking about the people's concerns, not my resume, end quote. What? 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 I campaigned talking about the people's concerns, not my resume, highlights something that was the topic of the concurrent most of this year. Do we elect our leaders to be a reflection of the people's voice, or do we elect them to make their own decisions? Santos is the poster child of the former, and he's saying, of course it doesn't matter who I am, you elect me for what I can do for you. That's the epitome of the voice of the people mindset. And to see it in such a raw form reveals just how absurd it is. And it's not unique. About every six years or so, you'll get a city council member somewhere in America who will run in a predominantly black district and use a bunch of stock photos of black people instead of his own photo. And then the district is shocked when they find out they elected a white guy. And they should be. Race doesn't matter in how you do the job, but who you elect does. And to be openly deceitful should not be tolerated. But uh, for reflecting the voice of the people does need to be part of it. And in eastern New York, it plays a huge role, as it really does clearly here in Citrus, too. And that's where I've been failing. That's where the concurrent has been falling short. I'm still going to speak my mind, but instead of doing so every Thursday and Sunday, as what's been the case for two years, I'm instead going to focus on the audio content like these podcasts, which will be much more frequent. I'll still post the transcripts if you love to read, and I'm still going to write a column as news arises and needs to be put into context. But the majority of the written content in 2023 will come from the community, who is doing a fantastic job. We get a new letter about every other day, and so the written content will be a reflection of the voice of the people. And... Let's talk about the second change, still using the Santos example. As mentioned, uh, the New York Post was one publication to absolutely obliterate Santos as a liar and a deceiver. The New York Post is owned by the Murdoch family, who also owns Fox News, broke the Hunter Biden laptop story, and is right-leaning in almost all of its coverage. So why break rank here? The answer is what the concurrent will try harder to focus on in 2023. People need to know not only what you stand for, but what you stand against. Now, the easiest way to do this is on a right-left political spectrum. I'm for everything conservative and against the liberal socialists destroying our country. But then you get times, as infrequent as they may be in comparison, when people on the right misbehave, such as in the Santos case. That's why a much better approach than being left-right is to be for sanity and against the absurd. Now, that doesn't mean I can't pick a fight every now and then. 
I'm sure I'll be challenging Mike Wright's casual association with journalistic ethics and the Chronicle's editorial board's tendencies to make claims without evidence. But those are going to be attacking the processes, not the people. Don't get me wrong, I want to challenge the people too. But that looks much more like mm, racing Jeff Bryan in a 5K. I'm about 10 years long, younger, but he's much faster right now. Or even jazzercising the sh shoelaces off my feet with Trina Murphy, a popular fitness instructor extraordinaire, in addition to Moonlighting as the publisher of The Chronicle. And Mike Wright, I don't know, maybe we'll challenge to see who can make the best lemonade or something. Uh, but people need enemies, they need teams, they need to build in-groups and have out-groups, and some people call it tribal and see it as a negative, but it doesn't have to be. We can be a team that is for getting smarter and against acting dumber. We can challenge others directly without the intention of demeaning them, and that is what we aim to do in 2023. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. That's all for the Bobby Winslow Show. Follow the Concurrent on social media for the latest updates, and I will be back soon. If you want to join this conversation, find us on social, Concurrent Facebook, Twitter, go to the Concurrent website, post on the discussion boards. The Bobby Winslow Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and through the Concurrent Media Network. See you in a week.